I, I've been trying to focus on Bobo's like uh, on my YouTube channel. So, you know, I people love that so much, actually, people can hopefully rediscover those routines and see them in action. I know, I, even that Presto Changeo tutorial, which I'd seen Jeff perform, but forgot all about that routine. And then watching you do that tutorial just brought back the memories and, and the smartness of the routine. They're guys. They do magic. magic. They magic. are the magic guys. We're having a running a running coin race here. I'm going to win. Come on. Oh. Oh, Doug's, he's blowing the coin. He's winning. That was great. That was great. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 147 of the Magic Guys. To my right is Doug Con. Salutations, kindred spirits. And down below is Nick K. I used to play in a band. <laughs> what up, friends? That's what we're meant to say. But uh, look, hey, it's great to see everyone in the chat already. I love it. Is it Thanksgiving, Doug? Is that, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of Thanksgiving wishes. It was, it was Thanksgiving where we uh, celebrate friends and family. I did that. Yes. Is that a couple of days ago. Is that right before everyone beats each other and throws each other back to get to the Black Friday sales? Normally a holiday, I fear, but this one we went to the racetrack and I, I got fed on the buffet and watched horse races. It was awesome. So I had a great Sick. Thanksgiving over here. Yeah. Did you have a Ooh. punt? Did you, we call it, a, did you, is that what you call it there? Like, what do you call it? have a bet? We have a- I, I probably lost 40 bucks betting 10 races. I don't know what I'm doing at a track. You know, give me a card game, I'll tear it up. But horses, I don't know. The food was good. The, the camaraderie was great. You yeah, had gluttony and gambling. You can't My bottom deal in a horse race, guys. And that's why it's a fair form of gambling around Doug. But you know, $2, a, $2 a race. I mean, horse racing has to be the least fair, surely, because they're physical beings that you can control. Like, you know, people will drug you horses. Know. You have. They'll give them. You have horse knowledge. Oh, yeah, yeah you're probably a horse person. Do you well, bet I the do ponies, know... Josh? Do you bet the ponies? No, I don't bet the ponies. No, it's sort of frowned upon in the horse world because of, like, how, you know, not well they're treated. Yeah, I can imagine. But like, um, I don't but think I, I could get into it. Like, I, it wouldn't be my thing to go do it. Mm. But I do go, like, maybe twice a year. But in saying that, I do many a gig for, like, the actual races. <laughs> so I, t- exactly. I take I take their money to do gigs for them. Um, just you know what they have here. I'd, I'd prefer is the uh, weird races where they'll put like I don't know wiener dogs on the track or like ostriches. <laughs> you know some crazy thing you bet on. Now that I'm down for that. That would be a new I saw a Shetland pony race one time. We were doing a Royal Melbourne show. We did it for like 14 years in a row, and it was amazing. Where you just see a bunch of kids riding these little cantankerous fat little Shetland ponies and they're running yeah, around yeah. and they're supposed to jump over hay bales, but they just do what they want. They just run around stuff. Yeah, give me pink for 20 to one. I'll tell you, yeah. that's how I'll bet. That's, that's my bet. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that is one way you can win some coin, which uh, is, is pertinent to our Same episode way. today. If, if Doug, uh, you like coins, don't you? What else do you like? It's coin related magicians, maybe. No, I almost went all coins. Um, but nah, only a nerd would do that. <laughs> Speaking of nerds, Speaking of nerds let me introduce our next guest. 
I was at a Trix convention where I got to meet this man face to face for the first time. He's been on my radar for like, I don't know, three years uh, on the onlines, on the YouTubes. Rick does educational content. So he's definitely a kindred spirit. And uh, we had a good time saying hello to each other at Trix. He did come by my web, my uh, YouTube say hi a couple weeks ago. Happy to have him here today. Let's welcome this man to the podcast, Rick Holcomb. Join the cold. And a big welcome from the studio audience. Oh, thanks everyone for being so welcoming there. Thank you guys so much for uh, inviting me on today. Oh, we can't wait to Sorry. see what you have in store. In fact, look at this. This is like a, a setup for a magic show right here. Rick's in the hot seat right away. Not why not? Let's I want to. I want to explain something to you guys. Well, everyone watching, you know the secret to all coin magic already it's it's always in the other hand but that's not the actual secret i actually keep my coins just around me all the time all day long so whenever i want to show buddy show someone something i just get them right out of the air it's hard to believe what uh i'll show you with this coin if you just give it a squeeze it first becomes invisible when that happens it becomes weightless and you can just leave it there in the air. And that just leaves two. Uh, well, watch the next one. Same thing, I just give it a squeeze. It first becomes invisible and then weightless. And that's what allows me to just leave it there. Uh, last one to go, same thing. Squeeze it there. Now it's invisible and I can just uh, hang it there. Now, whenever I need to, I, I can just get into some routines. I just have to remember where I put them. They kind of follow me around. They'll, they'll orbit me like tiny gnats wherever I go. So I, uh, the first one was right about there. Now, you can't see it. It's still invisible. But if I wipe away the invisibility, it comes back. <laughs> the, the second one was right about there. Again, it's invisible. But if I wipe that off, it's back. That's too... Uh, the third coin was right about there, just a little wave, and that's coin number three. That's how it really works, just so you know, just so you know. No, that math checks out. That's all, that all makes oh. sense, actually. <laughs> Man, My that goodness. was beautiful, Rick. Thank you for sharing that, and thank you for being on the show. Now, I... I was saying just before the show, friends, we, we always catch up a little bit before the show. And I was a little overexcited that Rick was here. And I was just so staggered that someone of your magical talent has been like, I, it, I've been in the game 15 years and I've never seen your face. Like, I just thought that was remarkable. So please tell us how, who you are and how is it that like you avoided us for 15 years? Like, go for it. <laughs> well, that's not true. He's been on my radar for a few now. Over in Augie land, maybe that's your problem. I think most people try to avoid me, Doug, but it takes a while for the now. good things to get to you guys sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. I'm only now just learning about um the uh what do they call it? The cups and balls? Some new routine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, forget it. <laughs> the nerd. 
<laughs> well, first of all, I'm I'm mainly a stay-at-home dad. That's my number one priority in life. Uh, so it's only just in the last, I'd say since 2018, that's when I I got on Instagram. And that then in 2020, I decided, and this is before COVID broke out. So in January 2020, I decided, you know, I'm going to make a Coin Magic YouTube channel because I don't see anyone filling that space, or at least to the the degree that I imagined. Because there's there's a lot of great card guys out there, card channels. uh, You know, at the time, you know, Pig Pig Cake was like teaching really good quality like he he's still teaching stuff but he's more comedic now but so anyway i thought you know there needs to be coin magic out there and and done right done well and showing people the way the classics a little bit so yeah that was and then covid hit so i had like even more motivation to work on this thing and distract myself. <laughs> yeah. Let me let and, me pause there. And I have two little questions. Number one, what were you doing on Instagram in 2018? What was what was your mindset there moving into social media? So um in 2016, that's when I left my job and started staying at home. I have two daughters and then by the way, I have three and spent a considerable amount of time doing what you're doing. Being a professional magician allows for that. In my day, I wasn't yeah. making YouTube videos. I was street performing and doing gigs, but much of my time was spent doing homework and changing diapers and making meals and kudos to all the stay at home dads. You're, yes. you're doing the real work there. So. I never would imagine I'd be doing this, but you know, I, I love it. I love my daughters. And so it's, I'll do. So you're just, at home and you decide social media is an option here for me, huh? Well, before that, I, magic had always kind of been there, but now it was like really there. Cause yeah. you know, you, you get bored playing with Barbies and things. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, mean, I see your library. You're obviously in the deep end, right? Yeah. Like, I'd always have a book available and I'd always have coins on me. So I could be doing stuff simultaneously practicing. So, and it was that year I met Jeff Copeland, my, yeah. my best friend in, in Houston, Texas with Copeland coins. And it was at the tricks convention that I met him. And I, you know, I'm kind of shy and I'm like, okay, but I see this guy over here doing coins. So yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. Rick. And so it was right then, you know, after a, a day or two of hanging out, he asked me, would I ever want to work on a project together? And I was, mm-hmm. I you was like, yeah. from original material at this point. Some Yeah, I was showing him my stuff and he yeah. was like, that's good. And and uh, that idea blew my mind because I, I was like, just this stay-at-home dad, like doing nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to produce my magic, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so he told me, "Are you on Instagram?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, nah, I just, you know, I don't really do that." He's, "You need to get on Instagram." And 
that was like around 2018. And so, uh, started what was posting 2018 Instagram, like mostly pictures. Then I guess they had video posts at that time. So not reels, but you would could post yeah. just like one like minute TV kind of right. Like Instagram TV before that. Okay. So it was just one minute posts. Okay. One minute. So still short form then that really helped my magic. And I learned quickly, you know, get to the point. Like, <laughs> so I, I had, I had material I adapted for one minute and for the, you know, square frame. Yeah. But it forced me to create a lot of material, which was really good for me. It was, yeah. and it, it was motivating. Absolutely. Because, I mean, unfortunately, you know, you look at the likes and the comments, you're like, oh, wow, you know, people are liking this. So it's, and then you, you're motivated to go make another one. But again, I was trying to now come up with stuff that really took advantage of this short time limit. Whereas I was used to creating like a two minute routine or longer posting on YouTube and like real magicians. <laughs> <laughs> what you want, Nikkei? Well, how different do you find like the slice that you use for camera? Because it's a very different, um, audience in a sense like you've got a single eye and then when you're performing in the round like at a convention for example you've got to yeah. watch people from behind or people trying to do a little bit of this or you know look over your shoulder type of deal do you find yourself adjusting your slights to accommodate that or or is most everything you do kind of like relatively angle free because let me, let me say first of all i saw what he just did live you would think it's super angly it's not yeah. <laughs> he just he kills with this live first of all let me say that now you can answer yeah, i did do that yeah i saw you do that live. well so uh nick i'm i feel a little lucky because i've studied you know since Really, like I was 27, I guess. <clears throat> Is that when you started at 20? Are you a late starter? I I really started at 13. Yeah. But that lasted a year. Okay. Because the, bu the bug bit, and then you had to go through you, puberty and do life. Well, your your family gets bored of you really quick when that's your only audience. <laughs> so yeah, I I get it. But I was given I was given the Tarbell course. Bobo's. My dad bought me Michael Amar's book, which was way ahead of my. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get stuff. into that till years later. All those other magicians' got, magic in there is great. I got Mark Wilson's book, <clears throat> so I I had all this material that was like in a box. So when I was twenty seven, I pulled that stuff out again. And at this point, I had like the maturity, the discipline yeah. to stick with it in practice. And so uh, getting into Instagram, I didn't take advantage of like the angles. I, I mean, I can't remember a specific thing. I did a thing with a jumbo coin, like a you know, Mario Lopez's routine where he plucks a dollar out of the Chinese coin. Mm -hmm. So I, 
I did a variation of that. I plucked a jumbo coin out of a Chinese coin. So like that one worked to the angles, but all my stuff, I was really more focused on adapting things for the shorter time. And I get, I still get really annoyed by coin magic on Instagram. That's certain people are really like, made into gods or gurus because of their magic but they might just do one move that's perfect for instagram and you know that's not the real work like i've seen your short forms you actually present routines which is like rare gold in the short form universe (laughs) when i see rick holcomb i know i'm going to see a performance of some quality magic versus you know I always want to stay true to that. Like I love classic magic and mm-hmm. there's always room for the eye candy, just yeah. Yeah. scrolling magic, you know, wow. Next. But I mean, I feel you'll have a more lasting effect. If you can fit something cooler into that minute, you know, that, that actually has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Just really quick. <laughs> as I sit here agreeing with you, uh, as many people will disagree and swipe past you when they see your boring face saying words. So it's all a matter of perspective, right? Here's the thing, yeah. though. You got to find what you love and present yourself and do what you love. And you are doing that, yeah. from my point of view, very well. Do you love just that's... coin magic? Because that's what you mainly do on YouTube. Or do you love, like, I love all magic? magic. Yeah. Love all magic. I got, on... I got my cups and balls set here. Man, I just bought I, these. I, I I see those. That's the that new trick I was talking sold. about. When, when I buy those from Michael Kaminskis, I will tell him you're the reason why. Because <laughs> seeing you with that. those makes me want those cups. Browned. See, they yeah. were, they were new. This is the MK Cups from Michael Kaminskis. So um, mkcups.com. He has a lot of styles. What style is that, if you don't mind me asking? Do you know? Gen 3. Gen 3. Yeah. Like good workers. That must hold a mean cup of tea. <laughs> Those are beautiful. How much is a set like that? Three, $400? This more? is $300. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's about the right price. Yeah. <laughs> So well, that's why I yeah. didn't go in the dealer room. <laughs> no way, my wife. My wife is there. I'm not getting away with that. I have a three hundred dollar cup. Oh, what's the history on it? Nothing. It was made yeah. this year. <laughs> like, you want to spend how much to come here and then spend what on what? They're cups, Douglas. I know. I'm drooling. Yeah, but like, I'm going uh, to have those cups. I'll go on a deep dive of a a certain thing for months. So like, well, what got me started was the cone and balls routine that. Yeah, baby. I love what you did with that on the, the latter part of that routine is killer diller, man. The stuff (laughs) you're doing with that set. A a guy named Ignacio Lopez from Argentina he contacted me uh, asking me if I would review this. So he hand makes these uh, leather cones. These are wooden balls that are like, he lacquers them, you know, hand does them. And I was kind of like, quick question. Uh, 
Yeah. Have you played with a loop ball before? A loop no. ball. Dude, a loop I, ball with the ball and cone. Yeah, that's in both. Blowing my own mind right now. Or uh Tarbell. Loop ball. They have, a, they have a paper cone and you know what you yeah. need to look at is Cellini. If you go to uh, if if you have the real Magic Magazine subscription, you go to Cellini's. Um, um, he has several DVDs. Is it Magic with Everyday Objects? Is that it? Is that the yeah? Cellini's published his work on the loop ball. He does it with a hat. So good. That's the I stuff. will look at that. Yeah, but that that was something I was like. Uh, I don't know, man. I'll take a look at it because uh, doing YouTube, people have contacted me for reviews and stuff. Like TCC is now just sending me things. And, um, yeah. But it was after getting that ball and cone, and I was – it's so well made, and it's it became, like, really fun just to handle the props. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I was at the convention, I was like, I'm going to get a legit set of cups and balls. Yeah. So I'm, I'm delving into that world. And then I found this bowl on Amazon. It's just like a rice bowl, but it's, it was like 12 bucks. So I'm messing with like the Benson bowl routine. <laughs> so I love coin magic, but I really love all magic. Yep. And I will, I will delve into something for a month or two and my goal is to make make it my own and then and well the ball and cone people began messaging me and emailing like are you going to release that your version of that and I was kind of like well, I hadn't thought about it but and it was week after week multiple people and so I just uh, on my website I put up my version of the ball and cone for people. Hey, let's take a moment and plug your jam. Speaking of your website, you haven't mentioned that. Yeah. You have um, rickholcomagic.com. Nice. The, link, <laughs> the link is in the description of this video or podcast that you're listening to right now. And you're, I, who, do you, do you uh, create your own thumbnails for your product videos? I do. Great. Thank you. I I do all of I built the website. I, I took see, the picture. I took my own picture. <laughs> I was going to say I can see in Doug's reflection he's getting your website up. And ready yeah, I'm getting see. it going. <laughs> Here we are. I uh, I make all the music on my tutorials. What? You Wait, so the, music? Did you used to be in a band, Rick? I I've played guitar now since I was 13 as well. That kind of took over magic at 13. But you can't see over to the side here. I've got s seven guitars on the wall from over the years uh, accumulating and practicing guitar. Is this what we just saw, the Sly Palm routine? That So Sly Palm was the first thing I ever came out with, you know, it opened the, in a new window, so, okay. The wider community. That was through Jeff Copeland. So it's a technique. Oh, the Copeland Coin Project. I get it. That, that's a technique and a toolbox of, of move, of, of a certain grip, technically. 
I wish I called it Kung Fu Grip. If I could go back and call it that, because no it's not really a palm, it's more of a grip. That is cool. If we're getting technical. So nice. that project is uh, there's vanishes and productions and color changes and click passes and a steel, all using this technique, which uh, basically looks like this. Oh. You can hold you can hold your hand flat. Wow, and it's in many ways replaces some other things, but you know, you could, uh, produce coins. They could, they could vanish. Uh, you can, uh, you could steal coins. So you have a, a coin here and, uh, you can just tap there and, and that coin has been stolen. <laughs> and it's, it's a good uh, in-between point for many other uh, palm positions. So it's it fits right into stuff you already use. So you can kind of clean up routines that you do by just kind of using this grip in certain places. And you use it even when the spectator is looking do. upward into your hand. Correct? Is that? Am I wrong? Are you kind of up here with it at some points? Like, if I'm in the right place with, and I'm stepped back, you know, you could display kind of it like has, this. It has downs quality, downs palm qualities to it. It's it's not a downs palm, but no, <clears throat> it's a <laughs> mixture <laughs> of it's a mixture of uh, like a purse palm. That's a what I was going to say. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a nouveau purse palm. Call it that. It's a nouveau purse palm. You just kind of move it over a digit. <laughs> yeah. Rick, we we get voicemail sent into us from from listeners, and knowing that you were coming on, okay. we actually had one sent in with a with a coin magic question. Um, okay. And for those listening, if you haven't done this yet, speakpipe.com forward slash the magic guys. Very easy to record a message. It goes straight to us. This one comes from Raghav, who we had a question from last week as well, but he's uh, doubling down. And Nick, I'm going to look at you for the audio level because we didn't test this. But uh, here's a quick question from Raghav. Question for Rick. Are there specific exercises or tools available to enhance one's coin dexterity or proficiency in coin slates? Such as the muscle pass. Nice and short. Nice one. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't regularly do. You know, I've seen some people talk about you know this kind of stuff, and I don't really think they actually do that. <laughs> to be honest, I think you. I think Tom Frank does. I well, do. think so. some guys doing Greg Irwin hand exercises all the time. Greg I Irwin's the guy. I got to do it before every show, honestly. Because Nick's a guy. Nick's a, do you do Greg Irwin stuff? Do you study his? Yeah, stuff? I do all that sort of stuff as well. You know what I mean? But like, it's also just because I I use my arms a lot for like just at the gym or on the sim rig. You know, when I'm I'm fighting twenty newton meters of force when I race cars and so forth so like all yeah. this is dense, you know what i mean and so I, I need to to go through all this sort of process and uh and loosen it up 
Um, otherwise, you just feel you just feel like you're doing this. You feel like myself. When I warm up, I I warm up doing coin magic. Like if I'm driving to a gig, I'm rolling coins and like doing this, and it's the coin magic itself that's the warm up for me. That now I'm doing palm changes and classic palms. That's kind of what I was gonna say. Is uh, practicing guitar. I, I did used to do some hand stretches, and uh, I do this thing that it was mirroring. So you do patterns between your fingers and then like switch it up and like, but guitar, I look at differently because there's, there's a precision and technical ability that you, you have to kind of warm up that way. But in terms of coin magic, maybe the most I'd ever do is just kind of stretch Mm. like in a general way. Yeah. But actually just handling the coins. You do this one. It's mostly what I do. Yeah. You, this one? you, this one? <laughs> you know, I do this a lot. I do the shaking the hands. No, I, I picked that up in a Jeff McBride lecture for like anxiety or nervous energy, bounce around and shake it out. It's a great time. My, my yeah, well, arm is longer and I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Wait, if, 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 if a gig, if the, if the temperature is really cold at a gig, I'll warm up just by like, Rolling the coin because yeah, I know when it's coin rolls when, are the stuff. When my hands are really cold, it'll actually take a moment for my, you know, fingers to catch up to what my brain's mm-hmm. telling it. But I will say, um, when I was a stagehand for the Illusionist 2.0 in Australia, when they had Yuho Jin doing the manipulation, I get to see him in this December. They're coming here. Got some tickets. Can't wait to see it. He will not disappoint. Well, I'm sure he has. He has an assistant travel with him. And before every show, this assistant would massage his hands before assistant. his act. That's a guy. <laughs> I need one yeah, of those. I wish mean, I, 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 I could remember his name. It was a guy who was actually just as amazing at magic. But um, so we would all jam backstage. But but yeah, this guy would actually. He would obviously help him set up his his um, fism act, which I I can't imagine the setup would be insane. But um. Because he's producing different colored cards, so knowing like what, oh yeah, you know, that stuff goes uh, everywhere. Someone's got to clean it up and reset it. Yeah, but this guy would would no doubt uh, for at least five minutes before the stage, like individually, make sure every finger is like is like you know well oiled. Basically, he had someone Um, else doing that for him. Yeah, yeah. that's blowing my mind. Really? (laughs) Well, I mean, okay, but did you read the contract? Because I got a finger massage coming. (laughs) <laughs> it's in the waiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I mean, there's a few things I do. Like, I mean, I'll I'll do my warm ups. Um, when the weather is cold, I much prefer to do coin magic over cards. I think it, handling cards with cold hands for me personally is more difficult. But um, outside of that, what I prefer to do is I use a little thing called paper cream. Do you guys know what paper cream is? It's a little. It's a little sort of circular jigger, and uh, it's a fingertip moistener, and they use it to count money at the bank. And we yeah, we call it sort quick. Yeah, sort quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the um, stuff. Yeah, and so I just I put it on my thumb, and then I go across the tips of my fingers like this, and then I rub it in, and uh, my card magic is just you know you deal seconds like it's nothing as soon as you've done that you know, but outside of that yeah. it's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, working man. That's what I use when it's cold. 
That's we have a question here from, from Stefan. It says here, uh, what is a good solid resource for coin magic who may be a beginner? Can it be a book or video? What say you, Rick? I think it's a website called uh, rickholcomb.com. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> well, I do uh, want to put together a course at some point, but I have other plans before that. But uh, I recommend for the beginner, always go to video. Um, really? Interesting. Bobo's, I started with Bobo's, but I, I wouldn't recommend it to begin with. I get more out of Bobo's now mm. when I go back through it with everything I've learned and and the way I can perform now. I understand it better. Uh Apart from that, I'd recommend David Roth's set of DVDs. There's two sets, but I think they were filmed all at once. They were later divided up. There was a company called A1 Media, and then LNL Publishing bought a lot of that. I don't know. They split it up. So you'll see something called Expert Coin Magic Made Easy. That's a good and suggestion. I, I think there's four discs there. And you would and recommend video over books. Why? For for the beginner, yeah. specifically. But I asked uh, why. I just wanted to clarify, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. But uh, coin magic in particular is hard to get the rhythm, the timing, even the posture of your body, which I don't think is talked about enough uh uh i learned a lot of that from jay sankey's magic just how he would he would move his entire body as he's doing coin magic and if you read a trick you'll kind of go through it you know with the coins in your hand and you kind of of our popular teachers focus just on the hands and not on that other stuff yeah. yeah you you end up doing the trick right right here in this frame. Yeah. And you don't think about performing for two or three people that are standing around you. When you take that into account, you now it's like, oh, this is a bad angle. Or, oh, I can use this angle to my advantage when I turn this way and do this shuttle pass. Instead of just doing a shuttle pass like straight on to somebody. One of my favorite quotes is a John Carney quote, and it's this. The slights are the safety net for when the misdirection doesn't work. Yes. So it's like, you know, you're using that dynamic to control the attention, and then these moments, which magicians love to focus on, should not be the focus, right? Right. It's the other motions of your body, your eyes, your head, your feet, and then the slights happen. And and John Ramsey's quote: If you want the audience to look at you, then look at them. If you want the audience to look at something, then you look at that. So, and it's it's those kind of things that I'll call them secondary secondary techniques. You have your basic, you know, coin magic one hundred and one is your palming and your your simulations. So your fake takes, your fake puts. So you have the the secondary stuff 
it's really what makes Welcome your back. coin magic so much for joining a lot better. We're hearing audio on this too, Doug. Yeah. Is, is there, there is no audio, correct? There is audio and it's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I just turned it down. Once. I turned it down. I just, you know what I wanted to do is point out while Rick is pointing out other video resources, I can easily point out Rick's video resource as yeah. an amazing place to learn coin magic on YouTube. Hmm. I'm We're still hearing through. the audio though, Doug, just so you know. I, yeah, I don't. I did. I turned it down so we could kind of keep talking. But I can still hear his voice. Is what I'm saying. And guess what? I'm just going to turn it off and just say, "Y'all go watch Rick Holcomb on YouTube because it's good." It's it's not that I don't want to hear the overlay of Rick's tutorial on top of our podcast. It's just I'm saying maybe people go sometimes, watch it. After. Sometimes we learn things live on the internet. True. True. <laughs> you know. True. It, 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 Look, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of the video resource to begin with as well. Even just as a starter, I learned some really basic stuff on coins, like from, from Jay Noblezada. Like it was not anything entirely oh, yeah. amazing. But if it wasn't for those uh, stepping stones, those building blocks, you know, I wouldn't have evolved into the obsession I have. You know, I, I actually thank um, uh, Eric Jones for really opening up my eyes to coin magic. He was kind of the, the big yeah. catalyst for myself. Eric really stuff then open me up to all the people like um, Miguel Angalgea and a bunch of other really cool guys, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, it's good to have just somewhere to start because a lot of people think that you just can't do cool stuff with it and, oh, they just know it's in the other hand. And that's where, like, the theories of which, like, when the coin vanishes, like, it needs to reappear before it becomes a question of where did it go? If it's not there, my button, like, if you place it in your left hand and it vanishes, they're going to immediately look where did it it was there before. So they'll look to your right hand. So you've got to find ways to sort of um, dance around the theory and understand that. And and that's why coin magic for me has been so great with my misdirection. And basically 80% of my magic is misdirection based, you know? So yeah, yeah. As far as the video tutorial goes. Absolutely. But it's later in magic. And I was like, a, a, I mean, a late starter like yourself, Rick, I was 23 when I got into magic, you know, like from, never touching a magic book 23 is where it started for me and you know i'm 39 next week so um mm -hmm. it's only now that like the books you know all the greats say like all the good stuff's in books and it's so true but i feel that you need to be ready for the books you can't yes. just you can't just be a hack and grab a book and just be a jedi level magician i think that it takes time before like hey man you're ready for books now and that's yeah, a controversial it's, opinion. Look at Doug's eyes firing up with a rebuttal. It's a controversial it's, opinion, it's, Doug, and it's totally no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just unformulating all the information. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. just assimilating right now. Yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm not argumentative at all about what I'm hearing. Yeah, And, and it's I, all good. All perspectives are good. I th and for me, just quickly as well, I was the same with video. Mine was um, David Stone's Real Magic DVDs. God, they that's a good set. Oh, that's a, that should be like one of the standards for a working professional. 100% I couldn't agree more and then yeah. it was Eric Jones after that but it was David Stone that, that blew my mind with coin yeah. magic it's all commercial it's all good yeah. usable magic yeah and you can see the way the way he moves the what's fast and what's slow and you kind of learn that pace that you don't get from the book. Well, but with that said, in particular, you get David performing in the real world. So, like yeah. all the routines are shot in situation of him performing at a party or exactly. at a dinner table at a restaurant on stage. Mm. You, Rick, you see so how to. Missing. 
how to do the routine in three dimensions, you know, not just mm -hmm. on the table in front of you, you know. Real, what's the name of that set, Josh? The Real, the Real Secrets of, Magic. David, of Magic. David Stone's Real Secrets of Magic, Volume 1 and 2, I think mm -hmm. it is. He yeah. has, he actually has put out a magic book, uh, a coin book as well, but it's the, yeah, the real secrets ones are just. Yeah. Mm, that, that's some of the best stuff ever put on video. Yeah. I mean, look, the, I certainly got some of my favorites. Like I was going through Jeff Lotta's book, uh, which I'm still yet to march through. And a lot of it I, I've just read for the sake of learning because a lot of the stuff that apply doesn't really apply to my working repertoire. And I say that because I, I don't have the luxury of sitting at a table and using, you know, certain grips to keep my hands on the table. For example, I'm typically never sitting down like 98% of my performances I'm standing. And so I'm still digesting the, that, uh, to build my knowledge base. But, you know, the outside of that one, there's a couple other books here by, um, Lewis had Pedrejita. That's another really good book. Love that one. But what I'm sort of curious about Rick is like, which book has been sort of the most pivotal? I'm other than, like, I mean, I imagine Bobo's is probably like one that you never stop learning, but is there anything outside of Bobo's that, that you're like, I found this book and this is where like it really changed for me? Yeah. So uh, I was trudging through Bobo's and trudging and just sleep <laughs> in the snow. Well, <laughs> again, there's good that's stuff I, in here somewhere. That's where I began. So it's like you have to wrap your head around. You have to learn how to read magic and then and then read magic, you know, to really understand it. But I have a boring answer, and it's uh, David Roth's expert coin magic. Oh, I got that. And then and then Richard Kaufman's coin magic book. Uh, let me, let me note this. As a young man, when I was at a magic shop, I was 15 going in this shop, buying all the tricks in the counters and, you know, spending my money that way. And the owner did this one day. He said, Doug, what you need to do is be reading these. Here, take this home and pay me when you can. And that book was Bobo's Coin Magic. Wow. And I yeah. lived with that book like a Bible that summer and loved that book. And so I can I suggest it. that it is possible for a young mind to be inspired by this book yes. without video. And uh, yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, and God bless that magic shop owner. He was a lunatic for opening that shop in the first place. And God bless him for giving me Bobo's. <laughs> took me about well, six I, weeks at five bucks a week to pay off that $30 book. <laughs> I, I do want to qualify my statement that I, I love Bobo's and I started with it. And what that inspired me in coin magic. And all I meant was I got so much more, you know, 10 years later, you go back to Bobo's yeah, and kind of go to page one and you're like, Oh, I get it. I understand that in a whole different way now. Right. It has a new life to it. Exactly. There's a good lesson in that. You know, when you read it with, you know, let's say immature eyes. When you first start magic, you might read any book, any sort of material, whether it be a DVD or book, I imagine. When you revisit it five, six, seven, one year later, you do see it with different eyes and you go like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. You think about it differently, you know? And it's also yeah. great to formulate your own opinions on that. You know, there's a lot of things out there that I push back on, you know, um, 
I'm looking at my bookshelf now and I'm looking at stuff like Tommy Wanda's books where it's, you know, his mentality is, you know, everybody wants to see magic. They just don't know it yet. And me, I'm like, <laughs> whereas I'm like, if somebody doesn't want to see magic, fuck them. That's it. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> I'm a busy man. There's a big room, a lot of people here. You don't want to see magic. Oh, I love it. Negative Nancy. Screw you, I buddy. Love I love it. Yeah. So, Speaking of which, should we go to good yeah. stories? With oh, that, man. So with good. that <laughs> bravado. All right, let's do it. Here we go. So gig stories is a segment of the show. We like to talk about little moments of magic, whether it be at the grocery store or doing shows. And we share these little moments with our audience for posterity, starting this week with a little story from our good friend and guest, Rick. Fire away, Rick. Well, I just, it's not an incredible story, but I, being a stay-at-home dad, I don't uh, perform paid gigs that often. I, I had years ago here and there, but so, you know, more recently, I, I enjoy performing in a local barbershop, which is a, it's a barbershop and a bar. And so I get my hair cut you know, chat with the guys there. Rick lives in Mayberry. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It kind of is. But, uh, you know, a few years later, I have the opportunity to film uh, this project, also through Copeland Coins, uh, Recoil. And I just... Can you do that later? Because I am such a fan. Is that okay? Like, am I... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Continue. So my, my friend Jeff is in Texas, like 2000 miles away and I'm in North Carolina. And I, you know, he says, you know, you, you can do the project, you know, we need a trailer. We need, you know, the tutorial and all that. So I get, you know, my wife's cousin with my camera and I just go down to the barber shop where I, I normally just am performing casually. And they hadn't seen this routine yet. And uh, it was just so much fun, you know, getting these reactions for, for the trailer. And, and there's more clips in the tutorial of it, but that's that's pretty much what my gigs are. Is you like, should do that for shorts, man. You should take the camera down there and put put it on the people too. What get them reacting to the magic you do? Always a win. Yeah, I need a good cameraman. I guess anyone could hold thought, a phone. <laughs> I thought about just giving it to the people, you know. Yeah, like, or you know, just saying here, film mm. this, or or we've talked about this before, having them film it on their phone and send you footage. I say yeah. too bad. If they want to see it, book you. That's what I say. Like, come to the show, come see me, or pay for the privilege. Like, book me for your show. <laughs> yeah. I've always, I've always wondered if you could, if you could just take fifty bucks and and get, find some uni student on the street to be like, hey, you want to make fifty bucks? You just got to hold this camera for me for an hour while I go and perform to people. I've never actually tried it, but I've, I feel yeah. like it would work. Well, what I do, I'll share this pro tip. I go to, uh, I've got a few friends in my network who do video productions. They might do like weddings and corporate stuff and whatever else. And what I do is I say, I need guys every now and again to film at certain events. Do you have any interns who want to make a few bucks? 
And they were like, yeah, because we got interns, we don't pay at all. So to throw them your way and, you know, you can make a few dollars out of no it. No doubt. Like, yeah, you get like semi pro work done that way. Yeah. yeah. And so I, um, going to meet chicks too, huh, Nick? Yeah. And so I, 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 you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I paid a guy recently 500 bucks to give me a one minute show reel or dudes, which is super, super polite. I thought, you know what I mean? I was just like, he did an okay job. I polished it a little bit myself. I'll be honest. Um, cause it was just sort of like, the hell kind of angle was that? It was like, Oh, it was like this image was just like this. I was like, that was an awful way to end the video, but erroneous of that. Like it's, it's hard finding resources. You're right. Because filming magic is kind of interesting. I can't tell you how many times like you do a thing and it's like the camera's on your face. And I'm like, why are you filming me? Film the reaction. Like film, film the chick that's just passed <laughs> out, you know, I like feel your rage. I've, I've yeah. been the same thing. In the There's past. so many moments you're like, Oh my God, I can't wait to show this on Instagram. And then it's like, why is he filming my left hand? Like go and, Anyway, I digress. I, that's something I had to learn for myself. Making a trailer for a magic product, you have to you have to perform it for one guy, and and your guy films you. Then you have to perform it for another person, and the guy films them. So you you mesh together these two performances that you know. Hopefully they align, but. That was something I was like, oh, that's that's how they do it. Because unless you have two camera people, which mm. I, I couldn't af afford that. So <laughs> I'm flashing back. Here's a gig story. I'm at the 2001 Dallas close-up convention, and they want us to film a trick for uh, the convention tape. You know, it's going to be a convention video, teach and explain. And they asked me to do my rendition of I do the shadow coins, but with Scrabble tiles. You know, this trick where the coins move around the table but they spell words when i do it so it says go and on and then it says gone and at the time it was a good worker for me i used this routine a lot but damn me if when it was time to film this explanation i don't know if it was over an hour there's there's footage of me screaming curse words chad long was it chad long was in this room he saw it happen <laughs> I made an agreement with the man who filmed this incident to burn the footage. I don't know if he did that. Brian, did you burn that footage? Where did we find this? this <laughs> man, the pain of being in front of your peers. You know, it's like 20 years ago, Doug Kahn in a room with Chad Long laughing at him. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, man. Your mission, if you choose to accept it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why that I don't do that trick footage. anymore. Well, well, here's a little fun story, uh, gig story, which I actually did manage to capture on um, on camera. Uh, paid one of my students to come out and film me. She did a great job. It was a really good time. But what had happened was in this trick, and it's very funny footage, I had put uh, – I, I did a coin on shoulder load, right? So it's coin on shoulder. I do the whole vanish. But then I noticed at the corner of my eye that on this lady that I'd done it to, the coin had slipped uh, into her bra. Like it fell down Ooh. her shirt and went straight into her bra. Did not plan that. <laughs> she didn't notice. So I did the vanish and I was like, and the coin vanishes and goes to, and she went, my bra. And I just went, yep. <laughs> and, and this chick was like, no way. And in the next scene, you just see this girl go over to her and grab her like top. And just pull it and just look down into her bra, like face first into her bra. <laughs> and I got video footage of this. It's on my Instagram somewhere. I'll oh post God. it up on one of my stories so you guys can scope it out. But, um, 
It's a fun little moment. That sounds like a viral moment. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> holy crap. I will All definitely right. like and share that clip. Please, please find that as well. All right, that's two clips. That is worthy. Okay, so mine. Um, so here's my <laughs> story. So last week, um, I got this funny situation where I, where I had to do two gigs, but they were in the buildings opposite each other, like literally across the road from each other. At the same time, I had these two gigs, Sweet. and I was like, "Can I day, right? fit them both in?" Yeah. So one was a um, gala ball who I've done for the last two years beforehand for a friend of mine. Um, really good cause, and it's roving. But there's there's these big chunks where I have gaps because they're handing out awards, and I figured out that I could do the first roving set, leave, go do my theater of magic close-up show in that break you're gonna triple dip which is half an hour and then i could walk back to finish the second roving set because the hotels were across from each other so what happened was so i get get into the city first i go to our theater i set up then i walk across the road do the first roving set come back um set up the camera do i open the show do the (laughs) close-up set then i wait for the amazing nigel to start after me so now he's doing the parlor show in that in the theater while I leave. <laughs> and I have no idea how his show's going. Um, and then I come back after the roving to, to the, the finale at the end. And then um, so that in itself was pretty wild. Like I felt, you know, on like 10% of what maybe rock stars feel. I was like, all right, cool. Walking across here. Yeah, reaction's great. Leave, go here. But when I watched the footage back from The Amazing Nigel, he was, he was trying to explain to me that he had this crazy spectator and he was doing Sean Farquhar's, um, uh, what's it called? The comedy book test, the Sherlock Holmes one. Oh, the Sherlock, yeah. uh, what's it called? Is it, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I forget what it's called, but it's like the Sherlock Holmes book test is most folks know it. Yeah. It's a good one. It, it, it seems like a joke and then you, you fry their brain and, um, this is, I'll just put the, um, oh wait, I can. I can probably play the audio as well, actually, because it's on my phone. Should we go again, Tash? Can you guys hear that? Should we go again? Should we go again, Tash? Again, Tash. Okay, okay. So this woman was freaking out at this book test. I've never seen a book test get so much mileage. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Is that right? It is. Look at this woman. Should we go again, Tash? Should we go again? Should we go again, Tash? (laughs) Again, apparently we are. Okay. Turn to another page, Tash. Turn to another one. What What do you got? What do you got? 39, 39, let's go 39. Oh, 39, Tash, I'm getting so excited over this side. Uh, here we go, here we go. Uh, caught a glimpse of it and she half drew it out. Is that right, Tash? Yes! <laughs> yes! Tash, should we go again, Tash? Oh, my. <laughs> There's so much more to this routine. Like, that happened for a while. And when she eventually saw that... He had his own book. She just like throws it up in the air and she's like, oh, what the hell? And then comes back again, realizes the whole thing is actually magic. He's got a blank book that he's looking at. And she's like, oh, my. It was such a five-minute ordeal. The best – that's got to be the best performance, I think, of sheer luck, I think is what it's called. Um, So I'm going to make a short of that that will be posted on the Brisbane Theatre Magic Instagram. But God damn it, that was so funny to watch back because I wasn't there for it, so I had no idea that had happened. Um, but uh, it turns out you can get 
some pretty crazy reactions from a, from a book test. Sean was at Tricks. He did it there. We got to see him do that routine a couple weeks ago. Rick and I were at that convention. He played yeah. with it, of course. It's a great routine. It's a great routine. Um, there was a question in the in the chat earlier, Rick, and uh, there's a little set of eyeballs to your left there. Who is that? What's your puppy's name? Oh, yes. Jake. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's Jake. <laughs> That's Jake. There's well, that Jake. clears that up. <laughs> you just see these little peepers just over the desk like hey, a he's, actually, he's actually an American dingo what? one of us well that just blew my mind he won't stand up <laughs> it's hard oh, to see that, so cute. he's kind of old wow. <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I love about that is that like there is a you know, dingoes are notorious for eating babies, and you went, I have two kids. Let me get an American one. <laughs> yeah. John, well, John Prentice, don't let it eat your baby. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. He's the, uh, the chillest dog you've ever really? What? Is that I a think- thing? Dingoes eat babies. Oh, oh you know, in, in America, in Australia, there's a classic um, clip where the woman's like, a dingo ate my baby. And so <laughs> I think that's what people think of Australia now. Yeah. Anyway, that was I on think- Seinfeld too. Oh, my. Look, I think we this need to wash this. why I come this. here for my news. We need, we need to wash this moment <laughs> off, us, off us with a, a performance from Rick, I think. Rick, do you have – is it possible to be graced by one more of your – Finger miracles. Ooh, more tricking. More Finger tricking. coin miracles. Yeah. Let's wrap up this evening with some. Uh... I love the coin box. Coin box stuff. Ooh. So, uh, just three silver dollars, an empty box. Now, the objective is to get the coins into the box. But I'm not going to take the lid off. We just go like this, crumble it in. If that actually happened, then uh, there'd be a, a coin in there, which there is. And that leaves uh, just two. Do that again, because that was so fun. We take that second one and just drop it in there, which just leaves that one. If I actually did that, then uh, there should be two coins in there. So last one to go. That's the last one's the hardest. You take that one, give it a crumble. And the last one goes. Now there should be all three coins in the box. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Too good. Too goddamn good. So we've got the. uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, it was the dingo. I saw the dingo's claw come up and. I'm sure, I'm sure. So if you guys are loving this, um, which you are, I can see in the comments, it's amazing. Um, All of the videos that Rick teaches are on his website, which you can find in the link below. I had a little skim earlier, and not not to mention that. You can actually start with Rick's YouTube, get to know Rick. There's an abundance of magic that Rick's so um, graciously (laughs) teaching there. And then you go to his website, get the good shops uh this is 
really cool to see because I as well, Doug is who introduced me to you, Rick. So um, I'm excited that that some new eyeballs can be. Yeah, man, I'm a big fan of like good teachers on the Internet and on YouTube. And and there's no one doing a better job than Rick Holcomb. I'm sure anyone that's been on his over will agree. Thank you yeah. so much. And, Look, Scotty, Scotty P. And I'm, <laughs> I, I've been trying to focus on Bobo's like uh, on my YouTube channel. So, you know, I love people, that so much, actually. People can hopefully rediscover those routines and see them in action. I know, even that Presto Changeo tutorial, which I'd seen Jeff perform, but forgot all about that routine. And then watching you do that tutorial just brought back the memories and, and the smartness of the routine. Highly recommend it. And I also like to include, you know, I'll do it as it's written in the book. But then I like to add some tips yeah. and like, hey, yeah. you could vary this routine by changing this up. And so there, even if you know the routine, it's worth watching because I throw in some little things in there for other people. I love that. Let me, but we'll be wrapping up soon. I'm curious how many times you've been called the Bob Ross of magic. A couple other guys have written that in, in not surprised. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Such a soothing persona to learn from during the teaching sessions. It's quite pleasing to the soul. I was going to say your voice definitely is going to be a plus on the Instagrams. Like hearing your voice straight away is going to capture people that ASMR type vibe. Yeah. I've noticed oh, people yeah. who do well, like when we had, time. yeah, we've had a few people on that have, have that similar quality of depth of voice and um, it, it's got to help as well. <laughs> There's a video right there. You can go, hey, I'm Rick Holcomb. I brought you guys to show <laughs> If you hit these Hold two it. Morgan dollars together, they make a perfect C. Listen closely. <laughs> Hold the coin in right hand finger palm. Trans oh, that's, all, that's all you have to do right there. That's it. That. That's so good. Like if if you and Kevin Blake did a virtual magic show, it'd be over. Because we had Kevin Blake on a few weeks ago. He had the same kind of great uh, deep voice there. But speaking of deep voices, we're going to leave the episode with a final word from Rick. So if everyone watching... Thank you for checking out this episode, whether it's in audio land or video. Check out Rick's uh, great work on his website. And uh, to part today's episode, we have a final word from Rick. We'll see you next week. If you really want to get better at your magic, it doesn't matter the type of magic. Just study, practice, have fun. Your audience will have fun if they see you having fun and just doing what you love. So skip all the theory. All you need is fun and love, and you'll receive that from your audience. Word. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.